0: Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore.
1: I'm Fable, Beth Stedman.
0: I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson.
1: And this is a podcast for writers who love to read.
0: Readers who love to write.
1: And anyone who loves words. Today, we are excited to continue our conversation with Dickie Kitchen Jr. Dickie Kitchen Jr. is a self-published author of multiple books for adults, as well as a children's book. We got connected with him over Instagram and have enjoyed... Our conversation so much from last week that we extended it into this week. So you can check out last week's episode to learn more and to hear the beginning of this conversation. Today we're jumping right in and we hope you enjoy it. Okay, so my other question, I have another question for you. (laughs) basically I want to know why thriller like why do you write thriller why do you think uh, why do you read thriller why do you think we should read thriller because clearly as we've talked about that isn't a genre we read a lot of (laughs) so convince us otherwise show us why we should read more thriller
2: (laughs) so the thriller genre is honestly pretty broad and I think that's one of the things that people don't consider my first thriller book and I was thinking about this the other day I was I, I had a feeling this question would pop up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to think back to why do I like thrillers? What is it? And and when was the first time I actually read a thriller? Yeah. And it occurred to me that the first time I read a thriller was back when I was like in elementary school yeah. and it was a book called Binocula. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> no, heard of that a... book or not. Oh no. it's it's such a fun book it's i I strongly encourage it to anybody with children um i'm actually going to order a copy of it from to read to my son but it is a twist on the old dracula story (laughs) okay yeah see i've got you already you're like wait wait i'm I'm with this let's do it see that's how good thrillers (laughs) are you just need the concept and you're instantly hooked (laughs) No world building, no setting, nothing, just funny Dracula. And you're like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) But it it was essentially this really comical but suspenseful tale of a family that already has a pet cat and a pet dog, and they bring in this pet bunny. And it's got this widow's peak look to where it has kind of like that old school Dracula widow's peak, Uh red eyes, white fur everywhere else. And as the story progresses, the animals are really the stars of the story. So you you get a little bit of dialogue between the humans, but it's pretty much the animals that run the show. And the cat instantly thinks something's wrong with the rabbit. So you've already got that little mystery in there going, what is wrong with the rabbit? And they start finding these drained vegetables all over the place. So, you know, again... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is sucking the juice out of the vegetables. <laughs> but as a kid, that kind of suspense, that kind of wonder, it really dragged me into the story. It made me to where I was, wanted to know what happened next.
1: Yeah.
2: And again, if if you haven't read the book, go get Binocula. It's a good <laughs> suspenseful kid's book. But that was probably my first like thriller novel. And then that spawned into tons of comic books complete comic book game, full disclosure tons of thriller elements in comic books uh perfect sure. what's what's one of your comics you like mine
0: i really like the fable series
2: okay, um i don't cool. know if
0: you've willingham
2: i yeah. i am familiar haven't read it but i have come across it a few times. Yeah, I know it's it, very much a fantasy style series
0: 150 like there is some the first one is actually a mystery and it's kind of a thriller it's of you have a character that's murdered and they're bringing up the usual suspects
2: and see that kind of <laughs> that kind of proves the point of how yeah. wonderful thrillers are right there because mm-hmm. even Absolutely. within the fantasy genre they sneak their way in and i think that's really what's so wonderful about thrillers is if you actually break down any genre you're gonna find thriller elements of it mm-hmm. whether it's sci-fi fantasy romance comedy there's all these genres out there that have to include some element of a thriller to really keep the reader engaged. Sorry. And I think that's what's so wonderful about thrillers is that when you when you start getting into it, and forgive me, I don't remember which one of you guys I was talking to way back when, before you had read, read my first book, and you had mentioned that you were very timid about reading that book, because you're like, well, that's a serial killer, and I don't know, that seems a little bit, eh. But once you started reading, the story enveloped you. And that's really the power of a thriller. It doesn't matter whether you have a high threshold to, you know, the more macabre elements of thrillers. It doesn't matter if you're looking for something more comedic and lighthearted. There's something out there for you as a reader in the thriller genre. Mm -hmm. Not every thriller is going to be dark and gruesome. There's a lot of thrillers that are just funny. You know, you'll have very comedic elements in thrillers. You'll have child elements in thrillers like the binocular book. It's just, it's so much range that you can have with a thriller. So I I think that honestly, no matter what your preferred genre is, everybody can find at least one thriller they like. You just have to kind of know what you're looking for. That's
1: great. How would you define thriller then, or what are those elements that you would say, this is a thriller book?
2: So really the core to a thriller has to be at least some element of suspense. There has to be some element Mm -hmm. of tension. Uh, I think that's what makes a thriller a thriller is tension. After that, honestly, it can get very niche to very broad you know you've got thrillers out there that are very much targeted towards one particular type of reader and then you have thrillers out there that can take on readers of a more broad palette I think the key to them all though is tension you have Mm -hmm. to have uh, some level of tension to have a thriller
0: do you have any favorite thrillers that you're like oh if you're getting into the thriller genre you need to read this (laughs) And, I
2: mean, there's there's so many, honestly, out there. It depends on what you're into. You know, if you don't mind things that are more blood and gut style, World War Z was a really well done book. Really well done. It, honestly, a lot of people gave the movie a hard time. But I think that's because so many people were a fan of the book. And the movie is a great zombie movie. It gives nods to the book without being the book. And I think that's yeah. kind of where it upset people. But the book itself, it, it's wonderful. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful the way they approach that book. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for something, and me myself, I really love spy thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going through um, Greg Horowitz's Orphan X series right now. That's mm-hmm. been great. You know, there's more, there's like the more procedural kind of cop thrillers like the Lincoln Rhyme stories are great. There's so much stuff out there. <laughs> it's like a ridiculous amount of yeah. thriller things out there, whether you want to lean into the horror side, whether you want something more playful, whether you want something that's going to just be more procedural. There's domestic thrillers. There's it's just so many, mm-hmm. there's so many types of thrillers it. out there. You Basically what you want to do, if you're interested in dipping mm-hmm. your toes in the thriller water, is ask the first question, which is how dark do I want to go? Because yeah. thrillers can get exceptionally dark but They don't have to be, and that's the thing that people need to realize. Um, I would honestly argue that, despite the fact that my book is about a serial killer, it's really not that dark. It, mm-hmm. there, it mm-hmm. certainly has dark elements to it, but I think truly, "Pray, Pray, Words" and "The Average Man" is a good kicking-off point for people that want sure. to try thrillers. You know, I mentioned earlier that I set forth with certain challenges to myself. One of which being the naming structure. The other thing I did, uh, other two things really, is one. I set the book up with no, like, no curse words. Mm. And I, I did that as a challenge to myself because as a thriller lover, I've seen people go off the rails. <laughs> sure. and yeah. it, it, just, it, it gets to a point where it comes off as lazy writing. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. wanna fall into that pitfall. So I went the extreme opposite direction and said, you know what? Yeah, there's gonna be killing. There's gonna be violence. There's gonna be action scenes. Nobody gets to cuss. <laughs> and that in itself was a bit of a challenge, but luckily, sure. literally everybody I've asked doesn't notice,
1: uh-huh.
2: and, and that's the key to a challenge done well. Yes, if you do it properly, the reader doesn't notice you did anything. Mm. And then the other element that I did was I wanted the kill scenes to be realistic without being gory. I let the reader know what happened without rubbing their face in it. Yeah. Now some people like that. Sunny March and Jillian, oh, I can't remember Jillian's last name, but two authors that I follow on Instagram, both really great people, both love to go dark. They just yeah. absolutely love to go dark and it shows in their writing and they do a really good job of it. And they have a great niche market that people go to them because that's what they want. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. If you, if you like the blood and guts and the overkill and the, you know, the stuff that just really goes dark, dark, dark. Go for it that's okay if that's what you're into reading read that, but I don't want people thinking that that's all thrillers are. yeah and so for my book I wanted it to be to where the reader can kind of let their mind wander a little bit and you get to choose in your own head just how gory that scene was. Yeah,
1: that totally plays in the book. Like I, I yeah. definitely went in nervous knowing it was I think I was the one who had that conversation, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I found it very accessible. Like I, it was not at all um, Perfect. overwhelming or too dark despite the, the concept. And I found it very readable. Like it just yeah. pulled me in. The writing was very clean and the twist at the end just had me like, <laughs> Giddy. I, like, I totally like went to my husband. You have to already just like, This is
2: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the twist at the end. I love that. I, I really because when I wrote the twist at the end, I stood up. I was like, oh my gosh, that just happened. <laughs> like, yeah. Again, one of the better parts about not being a planner is when you hit that moment, it's like, wow. I think that ending is honestly why I decided it did need to be shared is because awesome. I, I, the ending was so entertaining and just so just, oh my gosh, like it just leaves your jaw on the floor. Yeah. And I think that's really why I decided to go ahead and publish that book <laughs> because I felt that other people truly would enjoy it.
1: Yeah, we won't give anything away, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so I tell
2: you, I think that's the one thing that it's not really regret. It's just, I haven't learned how to do well yet and that is tell people about the book that haven't read the book. You know the the book blurb says a little, doesn't say a lot and i can't say a lot without giving a lot away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think i gave myself a bit of a pitfall in that because when it comes to the story, i can talk in pretty vague terms about what happens. I can talk in pretty big terms about the characters, but i really can't say much without giving away an awful Perfect. lot. Yeah. It, it's a it's a bit of a twisted ride, and it's one of those things where, like you said, when you get to the end, <laughs> you just go wait. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's no there's no good marketable way to do that. Unfortunately, I I think I kind of, I've definitely had moments where I've kicked myself for that and going, well, I can tell I didn't plan on publishing (laughs) (laughs) because I did not leave myself a clean way to market this book and tell people about it. You know, I can tell you that it starts off with the average man, the tall man, the average man being the serial killer, tall man being an interviewer. And they're sitting across from each other in a jail cell or a jail cafeteria conducting an interview. And from there, things
0: go wild. But I will say that on social media, you do a great job of marketing it, of playing to the type of the book and to like putting up things that really entice someone who's just stumbling across it to enter into the world of the book. And And I I feel very very on
1: brand for the book. Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Are you listening, Instagram algorithm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I heard an author say recently that they that the end of your book sells your next book. It doesn't sell that book necessarily. It sells the next book, and and I think I feel That's that felt that at. reading your book. Like after getting to that end, I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna read another book of this, like because that was amazing. Like, <laughs> Thank um, you. yeah, maybe maybe, um, maybe yeah, it will I mean, just build on sense. that, and you know, the more people yeah. who read it, the huh. more they'll want to read more. <laughs>
2: Well, i can say that most people that have read the book first book have read uh the companion of a, mm-hmm. uh pray pray hunting party the nurse uh, most mm-hmm. people that have read the first book have jumped right into that it's flattering you know it's really flattering to to have readers do that because it's again to have a book that i wasn't even planning on publishing yeah. have that response it's it's very flattering
1: well we like to always end with the same question so we're all well, actually there's one thing i oh. want
2: to touch on real quick because yeah. yes you guys kind of brought something to the surface that it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, I think in the writing community, because the writing community, as you guys know, is so welcoming, just such a great community with so many unbelievably generous people that are willing to talk to you about your work and and really willing to be there for you. I mean, there's a ton of people that I touch base with and just say, Hey, I hope you guys are doing well. You know, let's, let's see what you're doing with your writing. And I had, a one person that read my book, her her son was going to go through and do um, uh, Nano Rightmo. And yeah. she's like, he wants to do a thriller. Do you mind, would you mind being a point of contact for him and, and answering his questions yeah. and helping him? And I was like, absolutely, let's do this, you know? Okay. And I, I think that most of the people in the writing community are that way. But there's one thing that I've seen over and over again that I would love to see stop in the writing community. Yeah. And that is publishing articles or blog posts or videos, or, you know, even just Instagram posts or reels saying what not to do in the writing community. Mm-hmm. We've had in our discussion a couple of times where we've mentioned how many rules I break. Yeah, And I think the number one problem with that is that people accept that, that those are rules. They look at them, and they go, yeah, yes. that's a rule. There is no right way to write. Mm-hmm. And that's something people need to understand. And I think that yeah. that is a, it's an unnecessary gate that people put up in front of other writers. But when you say, don't do this. Uh, if you go on Google and you type in things not to do with writing, you'll get so many top 10 lists. Absolutely. What you shouldn't do as a writer.
0: <laughs> top 15
2: things you should never do when you're writing. A hundred ways to fail as a writer. And honestly, the first thing you're going to do wrong is read that article. Yeah. It, we need to stop trying to gatekeep and say that writing has to be a certain thing. Writing is an art form. Okay. And like any art form, there is no right way to do it. If it works, it's the right way. If it works for you, it's the right way. If it doesn't work for that other person, it's not the right way. I think the better approach is rather than coming out and saying, don't write in present tense, don't you know? be too vague on your character descriptions, don't do this, don't do that. <clears throat> the better thing to do is write about what worked for you. Yeah. Don't write about what doesn't work for you. Write about what does work for you. That's a much healthier yeah. approach for us to help other authors in finding their words, finding their writing style. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I love that. Such great advice. So usually we end with what advice would you have for oh, you know, okay. other authors, <laughs> Other, But this entire interview has basically <laughs> been really great advice. So if you have anything left on the you know left that you'd like to bring to the table, if not we can totally ditch this question because you've answered it. One
2: thing that I that I've said in at least one other interview before, and I, I think this is the the only rule any writer should ever stand by. Don't let your characters die in your head. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do as a writer is not write. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you think your writing is bad, good or indifferent, write. Mm -hmm. If you have a concept that's eating away inside your head, get it down somewhere, put it on paper, put it in a uh, file on your computer, but just get it out. The absolute worst thing you can do is let that die in your head. If you Mm -hmm. really want to have any hope at writing at all, that's where you start. is just admitting to yourself that this is an idea I have. I'm going to create this.
0: Yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <sighs> that's
1: so good. Uh, well, thank you. I feel like this has been so encouraging and now I want to go right. <laughs>
2: Excellent. good. Go do so.
1: Time, so. Go yeah, do yeah.
2: so. I hope the minute you <laughs> sign off with me, you start typing.
1: I hope the minute anyone stops listening to those too, that they start typing. So yeah, thank absolutely.
2: You. And you know, again, the the writing community is all about support. So if anybody wants to hit me up, Instagram is the best way to do that right now. I'm sure you guys will put a link to my Instagram and in your, and your time, so. Everything
1: like that will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm.
2: awesome. But yeah, anybody can feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to talk.
1: Thank well, you. thank you again, and all of you listening. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting your work out in the world.
2: More thrillers. <laughs> <laughs>